From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Theo, what do you know about Caleb Martin setting the tone and starting the heat off on a winning streak? What do you know about that man? Let's get riled up, baby. Let's let's, let's scrap a little bit. That's heat culture because the first two games wasn't. No. But, hey, the Raptors want to get chippy. Here comes the heat four. Getting the job done. You want to get in his face? You get knocked to the floor. That's exa- that's heat culture Straight right like there. That. And you know, thi- you know things are good when Jimmy Butler and Max Struess on the floor are doing their patented dap-up middle finger to one another. That's when you know things are going well. And that's what was happening with the Heat getting their first win over Toronto the other night. <laughs> the Heat tried to give it away. They really they tried did. to give it away. But they're looking for a home and home sweep yep. of the Raptors tonight at FTX Arena. Kayla Martin won't be there. And, hey, Nikola Jovic, I tell you, what a legend. Hasn't played one single NBA minute, and he's suspended. He's suspended. <laughs> he will miss a game, NBA punishment, before he plays a single minute. That man has a high ceiling. Yes, it's sir. the Heat and the Raptors tonight. You'll hear it on ESPN 106.3, but if you're going to FTX Arena, There's only one way to go see the heat. Do not get in your car. Do not do it. Terrible idea. Brightline. Go Brightline.com or the free Brightline app. Brightline, the big yellow train is how you need to go to see the heat. Stations, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami Central Station. Here's the plan. You go to the the West Palm or the Fort Lauderdale Station, all right? You park your automobile there. Say, hey, sweetie. Chill out for a couple of hours. You know, I'm going to park you here. Everything's good. You go, and I like the premium seats. You don't have to sit premium. You still get the benefits of the AC, comfortable seating, the Wi-Fi, but the premium seating, for me, that's where the magic happens. And Theo, he was introduced to this last week when he went down to the Heat game. You walk in, and they have the complimentary snacks, and they have the complimentary drink, and they treat you like a king or a queen, some higher power. And then you get on the train, and not only is it lightning quick, to get down to FTX Arena and you can sit and taunt all the people stuck in traffic as you're looking to your right heading south on Brightline, but you also are drinking and eating complimentary once again in the premium seating. That's the way to go. That's the way to travel. And so by the way you get to, by the time you get to FTX Arena, you're in a great mood and you're going to watch the heat deliver that L to the Raptors and then three buzzer beater trains. So there is no way you miss the train. After the final horn sounds, you get back to Miami Central Station. It's just a two-and-a-half block walk, and you head home, and you say, that was a great night because the Heat got the win, and I traveled on Brightline. Go Brightline.com, the free Brightline app. That is Brightline. Later on in the second hour, I just saw something, and we have to have a serious discussion, guys, about Mario Cristobal, and we have to have a serious discussion about the Canes because Mario Cristobal, based on something I just read uh, that he said at his Monday press conference, he's starting to show the signs. And we've talked about it before, the signs of coaches who are feeling pressure. And Mario Cristobal is feeling pressure. And I think he's saying some reckless, Mm. inane things that are trying to help him save his backside. And it's not a good look for a coach who has just passed the halfway mark of his first year of being the savior of the Miami Hurricanes football program. But before that, though, I want to rank these quarterbacks because we have our categories here, Theo. Elite, good, below average, and bad. Elite, good, below average, 
and bad NFL quarterbacks. So, again, I think that based on this year, what we're seeing of these quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers is in the bad category. uh, He's in the below average category. I'm sorry. Not bad. The below average category. Tua and Brady, I'll put them in the good category. But let's go through here uh, and and just classify where we're at. Now, tonight it's the Bears and the Patriots here. uh, um, And uh, Justin Fields is in the bad category, right? Yes. He's he's got to be bad. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's in the bad. So Stone's Stone's tracking this, okay? He's going to write this down. So so uh Justin Fields bad. Now we're expecting Mac Jones regains his role from Bailey Zappi. Mac Jones, I'm going to put in the below average. Where are you on this, Theo? I'm going to put bad. Mac Jones has been bad this year. I don't think he was that great last year and I'm not sure he's going to improve coming off the injury. So he's bad. Stone, you're the deciding vote on this. Where are you putting Mac Jones? Put him at uh Below average. Below average. All right. So uh, this is a democracy on Ken Levick Alive. And so two Mac Jones below averages makes Soft. him below average. Soft. <laughs> Not bold. <laughs> um, who do we – for the Saints, are we going Jameis? Are we going Taysom Hill? Are we going Andy Dalton? What are we doing here? We're going to go Jameis and we'll go uh, below average. Below average. That's fine. Y'all are nice yeah, on this show, man. All right. We'll go below no, okay. average with Jameis. That's cool. Uh, Kyler Murray – Below average. Below average. Below yeah. average. Below average. Okay. All right. Uh, Joe Burrow's good. He's good. Yeah. I think he's elite, but he's good right now. Uh, he's trending up. Marcus Mariota, uh, below average. Bad. Is that pretty fair? Bad. Bad? Bad. Most they, definitely no, below average. But they have one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. Yeah, because of the run. Number they, one or number two. They're, they're yeah. also number one in rush attempts in the league by far. There's another democracy most, one. All, but no, no. Let's be honest with Marcus Mariota. The reason why the Falcons offense isn't any better and the reason why Arthur Smith refuses to pass the ball is because Marcus Mariota is bad. He was a backup or quarterback last really year. really good with his legs. That's it, though. He's not a good passer sure, at but all. But you said they're, they're keeping it on the ground. I think most definitely this team's below. He stinks. Look at his for Tampa numbers. Bay for first in the yeah. NFC South. I'll give him below average. I don't think he's bad. Wow. I don't think he's bad. Yeah, Stone, you're with me on below average? Uh, no doubt about By it. By the way, is there any other coach in the Y'all NFL nice. who looks less like a head coach? Who, who who looks less like a guy who should be a head coach? Arthur Smith or Mike McDaniel? Mike McDaniel. But Arthur Smith, he's almost like gray. Like when I look at him, like he gives off this gray vibe. Like, I don't know, like, you know Pigpen from Peanuts where he's got oh, the yeah. dust all around him? That's sort of like, Arthur Smith sort of looks like that. That's like a, pretty accurate. A dumpy Pigpen. If Marcus Mariota <laughs> if Marcus Mariota isn't bad, that means Jalen Hurts has to be elite. I'm not letting that slide. If Marcus Mariota is not a bad quarterback, I need Jalen Hurts in the elite category because of his running ability, Theo. right? No, no, no. Theo, we can, no. We, can be de- we can be a democracy here, and I will vote elite with you All right, for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts goes that. elite, then. We're going Jalen Hurts oh elite. We're going Marcus Mariota God. above ever, How about or below that? average. I take yeah. back this democracy thing. This How is a dictatorship. <laughs> How about that? Oh, my God, that? man. How about that? All right, where are, we going? are we really putting Jalen Hurts as elite? Yes. We have to right now. Because y'all are factoring there's in the, the running the, ability way too much if you're giving Marcus Mariota no, any credit for the Falcons' success. He's terrible as a quarterback. As as a defense, there's no answer for this guy in the moment. As they are 6-0, and there's no answer for Jalen Hurts. You can't defend him. If you do coverage sack him on third and two, he's going to do it with his legs. Inside the 10-yard line, he's going to score the yeah. touchdown. He can take the shots down the field. There's really no holes in his game that we've seen this season. He has to be in that elite category. Fine. 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 Daniel Jones? 
Oh, oof. God. Oof, oof, oof. I, one thing I didn't take into account, Daniel Jones turning into just a battering ram. Like, he is not someone you want throwing the ball, but he is really, really strong. Uh, he, he, <laughs> Brian, Dable, Brian Dable has built something effective around Daniel Jones. He's not a long-term option, but I can't say he's below average when he is taking dudes' heads off. And he's, but you said you know you don't want him throwing the ball. At least he's not putting it in harm's way. I like have he's to keeping them on the field. I dare I say Daniel Jones is good. God, that's kind. Of, I kind of love it. I kind of love it. I kind of love it. it <laughs> I'll let y'all. I know have it. it's I tough, Theo. I refuse to comment on this one. Because I would say he's below average, but they're, they're so good and they keep winning. And Brian Dayball has. This is has the a- thing, though. He is executing that offense. Again, it's maximizing what you have. And Daniel Jones is maximizing it, unlike Aaron Rodgers is this year. But we're getting into that same Weird. trap of why Mac Jones got named the top 100 player last year. It's like Because so of Patriots bias. It's partially Patriots bias, but also the coaches maximizing Mostly. things around them and masking his inefficiencies. Like if the coach has to work overtime to maximize or to minimize your inefficiencies, that doesn't mean you're good. That means the coach is damn good and you are serviceable in his offense. Like I don't think we should be giving these guys so much credit for them being having their deficiencies masked. Are we using the phrase Patriot bias with the New York Giants, a team that when Hurricane Ian was here, we said that they were completely decimated, that this team was done. We sure did. We, did a, we, were, we were giving uh, teams, comparing them to what they were as category storms, so, uh, and we said the Giants were a, uh, a category four and were, yeah, uh, were, were on the way to being destroyed, and now they're really good. So he's shown us that he's good based off of that, our expectations. He's got to be put the in the good category. Yeah, he's, he's got to be good. You're right. You know what? He has no weapons at receiver, so he's good. I'll give it to him. He's good. It's, it's him and Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Like, that's literally it. Yeah. And they are both maximizing themselves. So I, I think by default he's got to be good. Uh, Tua, we can all agree, is good? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Kenny Pickett, below average? Bad. I would say, <laughs> okay. oh, I would going say bad. bad. I would say I don't know. Okay. Matt Canada's not helping Democracy much, says bad. But he's bad. We're talking yeah. about a 21-year-old kid right now. In the two-minute drive to win the game, <laughs> there was absolutely no thought in my mind that he was going to get past the 50-yard yeah, line. That, that interception he threw to Igbo. What is he doing there? No, so what he was doing there was initially that receiver did come out of his break as if he were running a pylon or he was coming back to the sideline. So as soon as he thought he was coming to the sideline, he threw that thing and his receiver tried to take it back up. Just really bad timing. It, but you can't see it. It wasn't in the frame. And I suppose Igbo was pretty well positioned there exactly. on the pylon. He's probably closing in on that pylon, that comeback, and all of a sudden the receiver's like, oh, he's – and boom, you take that step to go to the back of the end zone. And it was too late by that point. By the way, silent assassin Christian Cap. before we continue on with this, um, uh, two out last night was – asked if he talked with Brian Flores before the game and Brian Flores was on the field and he went up and he was talking with like Jason Sanders and a couple of uh, former Dolphins staffers on the field before the game and and post game Tua was asked hey did you get a chance to catch up with Brian Flores and here was Tua's response nope <laughs> <laughs> one more time hey Tua did you uh, did you talk with Brian Flores last night <laughs> That's it. One word. Nope. Yeah. From Tua Tonga Vailoa. All right. Let's continue on here. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to say bad. He's below average. I'm definitely going below average. How do you go? So, so Ken, Kenny Pickett has been terrible this year, and you wanted to go below average with him, but Trevor Lawrence, you're going straight to bad, and he's been all right. Like, And they're, they're the same age. What, what leap has Trevor Lawrence made? 
He was just favored over the New York Giants. I think it has a lot to do with How'd Trevor that go Lawrence. for him? It went pretty pretty tough. I thought they should have won that game if you were asking somebody who was watching him from start to finish. But I think he got the benefit of a couple of trash penalties. He did. He did. That's fine. Trevor Lawrence That's fine. had good games this year. Like that Chargers game, the Colts game early. They looked like a team that could be like competing for the AFC South at one point. Now they're on a little bit of a slide. But I think the, the Trevor Lawrence is closer to being good than he is to being bad. But he's you're giving, below average. I, I think you're giving a number one overall pick the benefit of the doubt. That's fine. That's what we you're just being did. Nice, uh, Matt Gaw or Matt what? Um, Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are we making? Did Jared? I say Matt, Matt Stafford and Jared Goff are? are I've, I've now combined them. Are they yeah. both bad though? But, <laughs> yeah. I would say Jared, yeah. Jared Goff is below average. He's not bad. Yeah, he's below average. His I team th- can't win any football games. But he's also not the reason that they're fumbling the ball all over the place. And Amon Ross right, so we'll Brown is below average, and their coach is kind of. Yeah, and you've got the ultimate clown cheerleader as your head coach. Yeah. Oof. Okay. All right. We'll Number put uh, Jared Goff yeah. below, below average. average. Yeah. And what about Matt Stafford? He's in bad. He's he's legitimately bad. I think below average. That's maybe a stretch. <sighs> That's fair to me. That's fair to me. He's, I think. What and what about Matt Goff? <laughs> 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 so the worst of both of them? Yeah, bad. I, I yeah, would, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd say Matt Stafford. Matt Ryan. It's it's a little hard to go bad. I would go below average as well. Sure, we'll do that. Jared Goff and Matt Stafford both below average. Ryan Tannehill. Do we still put him as good? I'll put him below average. I thought he played really well against Indy. And he sort of pulled out of it. The first two weeks he was bad, but I feel or, or below I average. But I feel I like he's, he's kind of good again. I agree completely. He, he's, Theo, do you he's think he's good or he's below average? I think he's a serviceable starter. So, he could get you in the playoffs. Like, that's it. So he's, he's in below 2022, average. In 2022? I think in 2022, though, if you're serviceable based on some of the football we've seen, that makes you good. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like no. Daniel no, Jones, no. if we're going to – if he's going to be good, then Ryan Tannehill is good. <laughs> I love that argument. It is I love true that, that so, again. So here's what I would say: If Ryan Tannehill was with the New York Giants, is there any different outcome? I think it's a very similar outcome, but he's and not. I lo- yeah, I, I love that as well. He's not. And also, he's, then I think this the same argument has to be said for Jacoby Brissett. Super serviceable. Does, does that? He's mean not it? super serviceable though. He's not. <laughs> he, he's, no, he's below average, dude. He, he, uh, oh, okay. Jacoby I hate Brissett, to crush the local guy. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get. But the, Theo, am I, am I wrong? Like he's, he, he's. I don't think he is serviceable. He's not. I mean, he's a, uh, he's, he's probably a bad quarterback. I don't want to. Again, I don't want to do that to the Dwyer guy. Um, he's also, you know, obviously a backup filling in for Deshaun Watson until he gets back from his nasty work. But I don't know. Jacoby Brissett's been bad. He's been bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give him credit and say below average. <laughs> Stone, it's up to you what you want to do with Jacoby Brissett. Below average right. it is. You know right, what? Uh, he was better than Baker Mayfield this year, so. Yeah, right, exactly. Carson Wentz, uh, below average? Below average. Yeah, below average. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where uh, Did you want to say bad? I'll go below Theo average. To say I'll, bad. I'll go with you, you guys below you average. Say bad. Uh, the commanders Davis won Mills. without him. Uh, Davis Mills he is go- bad. He goes in the who is that category. <laughs> Who's that again? Nick. Yeah, who is this guy? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll give Davis Mills b- below average. He actually made some good throws. I mean, he's not a terrible quarterback, especially given the expectation. He's made some good Come on, man. Look. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I've made some pretty good hey, throws, uh, too. Uh, Davis Mills, how would you best describe his talent? <laughs> uh, he makes some good throws. What he's else? Not, uh, that's about it. He's not bad. Okay, would you rather have him or Kenny Pickett right now? Like, Davis Mills, 
has an asteroid due, due to the <laughs> X factor. I would root for getting hit with an asteroid due to Kenny Pickett being able to <laughs> extend plays, make throws down the field, and be mobile enough. Obviously, I'm going Kenny Pickett over Davis, Davis Mills as it stands right now. Had had the Raiders, you know, nervous. There's. There's a couple. Of, there's, <laughs> oh yeah, he made some good throws, and he had the Raiders nervous. <laughs> there's a couple. That's enough. <laughs> oh, you're right, Davis Mills. He's he's succeeding. He's elite. There's a couple of there's a couple of other high stakes <laughs> players. Why haven't we? Okay, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's he's good. good. Yeah, I'm not. He's not elite. Too hesitant to put him at that elite category, but fine, we'll go. Uh, no, nah, I don't think he's at elite. I, I just. And now, see what he's Stone's not. trying to do to us, Theo, is he's trying to guilt us into, into yeah, this because we're all pro Lamar here. But I can't put Lamar in elite. He, like, I, I'm not going to do it. So, so in, in, in Ryan here, our intern, is, who's a big Ravens fan, is going ballistic right now as we talk about Lamar not being elite. But what I can say is, like, if he intern was— Intern D-Wade. He, yeah, that's intern D-Wade. <laughs> um, he looks just—he's like a doppelganger. It's like D-Wade, you know, when he was at Marquette. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, backstep to Lamar, like— if he's going to be elite, I need better from what we saw this past Sunday and also in some of these second halves. Like, elite is a different level than what he's been playing on. He has the ability to be elite, but he has not been elite this year. He's been I, good. I just I would I would love to see Lamar pull away from an opponent at some point. Yeah, like right. – or, or, yeah. And the defense has been porous in fourth quarters, but, like, pull away. Make some winning plays. He was, like, And he exactly. was low-key bad last uh, this past Sunday. So, or yesterday, I guess. Yeah. Man, it feels so long ago. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert, we said good. He's good. He's fine. They're struggling, but he's good. Geno Smith is he's good. He's hurt, too, I think. Yeah, he. I think he's hurt as well. Uh, Pat Mahomes, elite. We know that. Jimmy G, good. Fine. Good. Most uh, definitely yeah. good. Oh, oh, uh, right. Do you think he's below average? I'd, he's not below average. He's definitely good. This I'd, team's a contender. They're yeah. plus 1,000 to win the Super Bowl. Why do we keep he's talking good. about team success and stuff when we're talking about how good these guys are? Like, if half of your roles and actions it, are behind the line of scrimmage, I think how it, good are you? Sometimes it matters based on what the team is around them. Like I think that that is a legitimate uh, area of for sure. Of so critique. When when I think oh, of no, Jimmy man. G and the San Francisco 49ers team, right? Like he nothing jumps off the page. But what you don't see is some on the analytics side and on the tape side, like progressing the ball to get it to midfield to be able to flip the field when you punt and now put them inside their own territory. Like Jimmy G is like really good at. I, I, I want to say not turning the ball over because the one interception on the five-yard line is unacceptable. But most that of the time, terrible. he keeps the ball out of harm's way. It was terrible. But, but then he, he also made another. Lot, but he t- he made two really good red zone throws yesterday. One where he just throws to the right side of the end zone, and, and it, I think it was Ayuk says, go mm-hmm. get it. And then put it up where only George Kittle can make a play. Absolutely. He, and, and he's really good at that, like where ball positioning. So I think there's a little the things that Jimmy G does that not a lot of people notice that make him a good well, quarterback. Well, then what, what I'll say is in, in Jimmy G – if he was so good, then we wouldn't have ever had the Trey Lance conversation all offseason. They wouldn't have traded up for Trey Lance. Also, Jimmy G has Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, now Christian McCaffrey, Eli Mitchell. Like He has a great offensive okay. line. I mean, he has everything but, he needs to be good. Or, I'm not saying – Jimmy G is like boring good. He's uh. like lower end of good. He doesn't do anything spectacular other than his dating life. And so, <laughs> like, I just – uh, which, again, I respect, and I'll say it again. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you can pull porn stars regularly, mm-hmm. you're next level. Yeah. Like, he's elite from that standpoint. For yeah. sure. But maybe not quarterbacking, where he's just sort of low-end good. So does this play into Zach Wilson, who we haven't mentioned either? Zach Wilson's as... straight up bad, as is Russell so, Wilson. No, no, Are no, we no, in no, agreement no, on no, that? No, 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 no. Zach Wilson can't be bad, and Jimmy G is good. Zach Wilson has to what? be below average then. No, 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 no. Because uh, Zach Wilson's done literally to... nothing to help his team win. I agree with Ken here. Like, oh, literally nothing. God. 
Zach you Wilson had a comeback in, drive. What, what game is that? That was two weeks ago he had a comeback the, drive that had Mike Greenberg just all good. You know, soaking he's had in his a, pants. He's had one good quarter in his entire pro career. You could put you could put They're from full. Zoo Miami, you could put a chimp back there and put a Zach Wilson jersey on him yeah. and say, hey, man, perform. And that chimp could hand the ball to Brees Hall. Well, not no longer. Not any longer. Brees Hall's out for the year. Um, breaking news. Um, presented by St. Lucie, uh, battery and tire. The Jets are 5-2. and two. Both Jimmy G and Zach Wilson missed games okay. this year. Because, well, Zach Wilson because of injury. Jimmy G because the team thought that this rookie who had played two seasons of college football at North Dakota State would be better but, than him. But it's On because a Trey Lance Trey Lance has this like flash factor of yeah, being a freak because, of nature. So right, of course they, that's a cop like, out. Jimmy G is All sort right. of like a um, a brick wall, right? Jimmy G, you look at it and you're like Oh, that's kind of boring. Why doesn't it have the wings on it like a, a bachelorette party in Nashville? Uh, that's not pretty at all. It doesn't. It's not spectacular. It's not a photo op, but it's also sturdy. So you want to go get Trey Lance, and he is the winged Nashville uh, painted brick wall yes. where all the girls go at the bachelorette party to get their picture taken. Absolutely. But it turns out he's nothing. Like there's no substance good. there. They, he has, there's no. So you want to go with the the, the, the solid brick wall in Jimmy he, G. It's a super it's a super good analogy. Jimmy, I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, what is you. the what what negative thing does Jimmy G have to overcome with that offense? He has a quote unquote genius play caller in Kyle Shanahan. He's got his the, now the best running back in the league in Christian McCaffrey. He's got Debo Samuel, the best yard after okay. catch receiver. He's got George Kittle, the best yard after catch tight end. He's got good Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying, and like, he, he's not good. The circumstances around him are good, which makes his stats look a little bit better, okay. but then he makes and big mistakes also, in big moments. He also has been able to bring that group, despite his limitations. Uh, just a handful of months ago, he was in an NFC Championship game, and just three years ago, he was in a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, I guess we're really moving the goalposts on what we think is below average and good, but the last time I checked, that's pretty good. So I'll, I'll say this, okay. Theo. I, I you. You're right. This Jets team is winning games right now. I'm going to... I uh, have to put my vote towards below average for Zach Thank Wilson. Thank you. That's so all we'll I wanted. That's all I wanted. Oh, I appreciate that. Zach Wilson be now below sick. average. Zach Wilson flat out sucks. <laughs> we'll see. Derek Carr. If there was a sucks category, I would put him there. <laughs> Derek Carr. We can put a sucks category. I like implementing uh, a sucks category. Uh, yeah, we already came up with it, and I'm too yeah. lazy to come up with another category. Derek Carr. Uh, sucks. Sucks. Uh, good. <laughs> good? <laughs> I th- I'll say good. Yeah, I'll say good. Nah, he's Better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to say, Stone? This is really tough between good and below average. He's on that border. I think he's right there with Jimmy G to be on that border of below average and good. And I just – I mean, the way that the – he had one touchdown against the Texans. like, And he has Devontae Adams. Like, and they scored 38 points. It was just Oof. the Josh Jacobs show. I, I don't know, Oof. man. All right, make your picks. All right, he's gonna be, he's gonna go in the below average category. What about you, Theo? I'm going below average, man. All right, and we said Gino, good. There's good. there's yeah. no other way to describe him. He's good. Uh, and who are we missing, Dak? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have not spoken about Dak. Do we bring up honest, Dak? Or gonna, do we go Cooper Rush? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go Dak. We gotta go Dak. We gotta if, go with like the incumbent starters. My vote would have to be the good category. I have to go good. So why didn't we boys, bring up Trey Lance? He was the Trey Lance is the incumbent. Yeah, he hasn't played in five weeks. Yeah. And in my and in my brain, Jimmy G is the incumbent. Trey Lance starter. goes under the sucks category for <laughs> me. <Yeah. laughs> 
You're there right. There's no sucks category. Stop. You're right. I, I, and the I, guy that sucks was the guy that they thought was better than the guy that y'all are calling good in Jimmy G. I just want to remind y'all that the coaching He wasn't staff, better, though. They, off of principle, said we've got to go the Trey Lance direction. Yeah, and we've got to see if we can. His ceiling's higher than Jimmy G, but I don't think he's ever going to reach his ceiling. Yeah. Right. yeah he's sort of bolted to the floor. This is very true. And, and, I'll, yeah. and I'll say Dak Prescott is is – Man, he's been below average this year, but I have to assume, like, are we taking in the context what he's done in years prior? Because we only seen yeah, two games sure. from that. Yeah. Because that's who he is yeah. right now, honestly. There are still parts of that game where at least 90% is still right there. Yeah. And he has such good weapons. Like, he should be doing better than what he's done this year. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say good because I'm projecting out that he's going to be nice. better. There we go. Yeah, I think that's fair. Kirk that's Cousins, fair. good. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You like that? Yeah, um, good. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then do, who are we missing? I think that might be it. For the who is that category, I've put in P.J. Walker. Oh, okay. He's bad. Okay. I mean, the way that they babied him the yeah, first game, I, that made me sick. He was better against but the But I still Bucks. think Baker. I still think Baker is the quarterback there. And so we already know where that's he going. He sucks. And then, he's in that and new yeah, category. And, and then Matt Goff's brother-in-law, Matt Ryan. I think we've Ooh. yet to put in oh, a Matt category. Ryan. Be honest with you, that's uh, he's below one. average. Yeah, he's below average. That's, he's below average, yeah. Yeah, he's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, below average it is. All right, I think that did it. Not bad. Are we gonna That's Are we gonna great. put all those out? Yeah, we're definitely gonna put all those out. We'll have a graphic here on social media as all far right. as Ken Levick Alive's quarterback rankings because I mean these are tough and everybody's got their uh, different opinion. You know what? There's uh, guys. There's a uh, code red. Code red. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Mr. Russell Wilson. Oh, I thought that was just assumed yeah, yeah. bad. We didn't have to oh. discuss that guy. No, okay. he's dangerously <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, right. Or if we have a new category, corny. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is bad. His his badness sees no limits. So I guess he's mis- <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited of being limited, Russell Wilson. All right, uh, we'll we'll come back, and I've got to get to this Mario Cristobal stuff because I cannot believe, and Stone hasn't seen the quote. Stone, I don't want you to get on social media and see this. I need to read it to you guys. Theo, I don't think you've seen it either. This Kane stuff and what Mario Cristobal is is feeling, it appears, I am, I'm shocked. I didn't think that the, the wheels would be falling off this thing as early as as it is here with this Canes program. Uh, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, keep the wheels on at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, because they are giving you an awesome automobile. You'll drive off the lot, and I guarantee you it's going to feel a whole lot more stable, and you're going to be a lot happier than anything Canes right now, where those wheels have fallen off and they're rolling down 95. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT that I drove here today to, I think, Financial in Boca for a free shred day. It is uh, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach with the Credit Clinic on-site. They have your back. They're making your monthly payments manageable. They want you to keep coming back. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And they're non-judgmental. Sometimes car dealerships, oh, don't think we can make this work. And I think financial, they work for you. Super strong. Uh, and, and at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, they're working for you. Super strong. That is Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. GreenwayKiaWestPalmBeach.com. Military Trail, half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. When we return, you will never believe what came out of Mario Cristobal's mouth earlier today after an eight-turnover performance from his football team against Duke. Theodore C.W. PTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's in West Palm. Stone the Bandwitz Friday Night Lights and me, Ken Levicka. We are at I think financial in Boca. It's free shred Dane. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3.
Free Shred Day at I Think Financial in Boca. Stone Labanowitz, I'm Ken Levicka. Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106.3 in West Palm. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Silent Assassin Christian Cat, could you, at your earliest convenience, give me some fancy horse music when you have the time? Because I want to tell everybody about the World Polo Championship. Ah, yes, October 29th. That is Saturday. It's the opening ceremonies at the USPA National Polo Center of the FIP World Polo Championship. This tournament is over 35 years old. It started with 25 countries competing across five different zones. This is only the second time the tournament's being played in the United States, and the eight top teams have qualified to head to Wellington for the opening ceremonies October 29th and the play going through November 6th. So Stone, Argentina, they're the defending champions. They are who everybody is gunning for. Okay? Ooh, 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 is Uruguay going to be there? Uruguay is going nice. to be there. They are the champions out of zone B, but look out because the Americans are galloping in, ready to take down Argentina, ready to take down Uruguay. They'll start with Australia. You can watch that on ESPN News, but you'll want to be at the USPA National Polo Center. All the action starts October 29th, goes through November 6th. Find out more at USPAPro.com. USPAPro.com. It's the FIP World Polo Championship at the USPA National Polo Center in Wellington, right on our own backyard, starting on Saturday. USPAPro.com. All right. So I need to talk about the Canes. And uh, first of all, Theo, how much of Miami Duke did you catch on Saturday? I actually didn't catch much of it at all because I you was You didn't uh, miss working. anything. Yeah. If you like turnovers from the guys with the U on the helmets, then you would have caught a lot. Not one. But yeah. Not I know two. You, not one. Nope. Keep going. <laughs> not nope, three. three. Nope. Not nope. Four. four. Nope. Nope. Double four. Oh, good. I don't think I've ever seen that. And I have called some pretty poor FAU teams over the years. Yeah. And I have never seen one team and high school football games. And I have not seen one team turn the ball over eight times. What in God's name is that? Yeah, I sat through uh, each and every single play of that game, watched the crowd thin out more and more as the clock kept ticking down. It was probably one of the most uncomfortable I felt for Miami Hurricanes fans or for myself watching this team play. Like, the faces on the sidelines coming on the jumbotron, just watching these guys' body language. It was an out-of-body experience for each and every one of those guys. What was a worse loss, Middle Tennessee State or Duke? Hands down, Duke. Hands down, Duke. I, yeah. By a long shot. You gave up 45 points to Duke in a 45-21 loss. So Mario Cristobal met with the media today. And this is per Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald. And he tweeted the following. Cristobal, asked by a local recruiting service writer if he's afraid the results might affect recruiting, appears to blame the media, saying, quote, you guys have tried more than anyone, end quote. UM hasn't lost a single of the 17 commitments since the four losses. I respect Mario Cristobal and I appreciate Mario Cristobal and his ties to the university and what he's done for the University of Miami. But to say and to, for all intents and purposes, blame the media for trying to push a narrative that would hurt recruiting, that's desperate, it's soft, and it's pathetic. 
quote, you guys have tried more than anyone when asked if he's afraid the results might affect recruiting. This has nothing to do with the media. Theo, tell me, what should the media say when they see Miami give up damn near 50 points at home to middle freaking Tennessee State who's having a tough time getting six wins now that they've gotten into Conference USA play? What should the media be producing for Mario Cristobal when his football team is turning the ball over not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five times, not six times, not seven times, but eight times allowing 45 points at home on homecoming to Duke? What exactly should the media be putting out there for Mario Cristobal you're in TV you tell me because I'm lost here maybe they can do what I did and you know I was going to have some Canes highlights for the good people on WPTV News Channel 5 and WFLX Fox 29 instead I went with the uh, just the scoreboard and I just did a quick 10 seconds on it and I said uh yeah uh Miami turned the ball over eight times they got blown out by a basketball school and you know uh on to the next one I guess right now we're just fingers crossed for bowl eligibility right that's the new goal this is the new goal. Oh, I'm sorry. When, when a head coach starts blaming the media for things that are clear as day deficiencies, that are clear as day bad, that is by every single metric poor and unacceptable, when Mario Cristobal is going to start attacking the media, that is such a bad look. You paid that guy all that money to come in and save the program. I didn't hear one utterance of the word rebuild in the offseason. It was all rainbows and puppies, and we're going to do it the right way. Kane's football, we've got to have an edge. And as soon as this season has started, there's been no edge. There's been no discipline. There's been no ball protection. Yep. Josh Gaddis is basically, his offense is the equivalent of uh, 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 literally just looking at a brick wall. There is nothing exciting about it, but it's also, it's like a brick wall that's cracking. It's an old brick wall that has been beaten up by the elements, and it, now it's starting to, to chip away, and it's starting to get dusty, and you're starting to see pieces of it on the ground. It's easily broken at this point. This is bad, and I get Mario Cristobal is frustrated, but it is such an intensely bad look. To, oh, the media is against us. No, dude, your team's the one that turned it over eight times. Not Barry Jackson, not 247, not the Sun Sentinel, not the Palm Beach Post. No, you and your football team, and the problems that the Canes are having are a direct reflection, especially the discipline issues on the field of you and your coaching staff, brother. And let's not talk about off the field when you want to talk about coaching and repercussions that you have for not disciplining your guys' Twitter. You see a lot of the guys responding to the media on Twitter and going after people on Twitter. That's something that I'm sure a team under Mario Cristobal has never done. Let's talk about Josh Gaddis and that offense. These guys are waiting for something to happen, including Tyler Van Dyke, like waiting for something to happen. I love, love, love to check out the number explosive plays. So that's a pass over 15 yards and a rush over 12. Yeah, Will Mallory not had one. Existent. No running back had an explosive play. Colby Young, who I'm sure nobody in the stands knew who Colby Young even was when you're looking at this JV wide receiver squad. There's no explosive plays. These guys don't. They do take the shots down the field, but nothing ever comes from it. And then you go over to Duke. Each running back had an explosive play. Basically, every receiver almost had an explosive play. Like, they just give up the big plays. They're all sitting around waiting for something to happen, and that's not 
what it is anymore in today's league. You look at a guy like Hendon Hooker, you look at a guy like Michael Penix Jr., like Bo Nix. Like these guys are doing it themselves. Bryce Young, this is what they're asking. This is what their team is asking them to do. Make it happen. When we get into plus territory, make something happen. Miami, all of these guys offensively and defensively are just waiting for something to happen. And when they're waiting, they get bombed or there's a turnover. Like It's like they're just not – there's no sense of urgency with these guys right now. I get losing – I get trying to rebuild a culture, but you're getting blown out by Middle Tennessee State. Blown out. You're getting mm-hmm. blown out by Duke. This is not just, oh, we're not quite there. This is, yeah, we're not quite there, and we have no idea how to coach out of a paper bag right now. The coaching's been as problematic as the play on the field. They are not putting players in position to succeed. It's clear they threw in the towel once Middle Tennessee State happened. And it was, oh, we're going to continue to be hard-headed and run our system. If they can't fit it, so be it. We'll eat the losses. That, to me, that's not how you build a program. Yep. That doesn't instill any confidence in the fan base. Yeah, Middle Tennessee game happens, and what do we do? We still talk about how Mario still has Manny's guys right now, how he still has recruited none of his soldiers. And that's where we're at right now. It's like, all right, when Mario, once he gets his soldiers, once he's able to cycle a few of these classes in, we'll really get talking, we'll really get going. But that's not what it was at the beginning of the season. We were talking ACC title or bust. Uh, and, and Theo, this also from Barry Jackson. This is from the Joe Rose Show on WQAM, our friend Joe Rose in Miami. Cristobal told Joe Rose that there were, quote, inadequacies in the program previously. Asked at his ongoing press conference what he meant specifically, he declined to specify, quote, we all know it's been inadequate for a while, maybe rationalized for a while. We're not going to do that, end quote. What does that mean? Like, to me, Theo, like, that's just, it's just like, deflecting. The issues that are clearly there with this current staff and this current team. and it, it were, Did they inherit a great situation with the roster? I don't think so, but they shouldn't be this bad. I'm sorry. It should not be like this. This is maybe like if you would have told me before the season that it would go this way. Like if you would have gave me probabilities on it being this bad this early in the Cristobal era, I would have, I would have said this is like less than 1%. I mean. Yeah, this is shocking. Duke is one thing. Middle Tennessee is one thing. Even the Texas A&M game looks even worse now. And it's like for all of those to happen, you know, in the span of his first seven, eight weeks on campus is is kind of disgusting. And it it also just reeks of the same stuff that we've been suffering through the past two decades as Miami Hurricanes fans. So I don't know, man. It doesn't feel as different as it's supposed to feel. And this is the thing. Oh, but the offense. Oh, but the offense. Oh, but the offense. But what is the true issue with the Canes? Because I understand all the receiving core is so decimated with injuries. That would be fine if these games were 24-10 or 17-7. But you're giving up almost 50 to Middle Tennessee. You gave up 45 to Duke. So tell me about the receivers again. Tell me about the injuries in the receiving core and how TVD has nobody to throw throw to and that Josh Gaddis can't game plan around because they're so decimated by injury. What does that have to do? with 45 points given up to Duke. What does that have to do with almost a 50 spot hung on you by Middle Tennessee State? What does that have to do with anything? And things get worse because they're finding themselves in a lose-lose situation next week going to Virginia. Brennan Armstrong's their quarterback, and he's really good. They can that is score a, a sure lot of points. thing, L, by the way. For the Miami Hurricanes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. But, see, most people would tell you that Miami's supposed to win that game. But so when not. they when they win it by a small margin, hey, we're supposed to win that game by bigger. Or when they lose, it's, wow, this defense is really bad. So I think Virginia is just terrible to lose lose situation for these guys. Theo, how about the fact that Miami and Florida State on the 5th 
that's in prime time mm. on ABC because you're going to get Tennessee and Georgia on CBS. Notre Dame has a big game that night on NBC. And so the best game out there is going to be Miami and Florida State, ABC, ESPN, just banking on, hey, <laughs> this is a, a natural rivalry. This will be a rivalry that'll that'll pique some interest. I thought that was going to be a noon game because Florida State is con- – plummeting back down to earth. Miami has never left the earth this season. And I almost feel like if that's the product, the product we got against Duke, if that's the product that Mario Cristobal is putting out there on national television, forget blaming the media. That's going to be bad, a bad look for this program and potentially bad for recruiting. I don't think it's good that Miami gets prime time. If they beat Florida State, fine. But is there any way that they're going to come out of that Florida State game with a win and not looking like a ragged mess like they have the last month? I just hope the game gets postponed, delayed. I mean, if the game gets canceled, I wouldn't be too bad at that because I don't see this game going favorably for the Canes. Um, But like you said, if there's a a slither of light at the end of the tunnel, if Miami can, like, shellac the Knowles on primetime TV – like, maybe that helps, but what are the odds of that? It's just as low as the odds of us being off to this bad of a start in the first yeah, but place. but it doesn't so. help people like us. Like, I don't want to hang my hat on beating this Florida State team who's I know, also but struggling. This is what, we're, this is what we've come to. In is this what it's come to? Is this what it's come to? Well, you said the new goal, Theo, was to get to bowl eligibility. Before the year, we were asking Knowles fans, what is your goal this year? What's your idea of success? And it was we were making fun of, oh, beating the Canes again. <laughs> the Canes' goal this year now is just beat Florida State. Yeah. I feel like that's now what's going to make this year a success to a number of Canes fans. I'm fearful of having Miami and Florida State in prime time on a national network. That game is going to be football vomit. What if they get That up? game's going to suck. There's a possibility they get up for it, though, and realize, hey, our season hangs in the ballast. For people who haven't been watching the dumpster fire that we are right now, we can give them a new look. Are you glad that Miami and Florida State is prime time in two weeks? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I am a big, oh, my God, this could go really poorly for Miami. Are you glad Miami and Florida State is prime time? Time in two weeks. 888-760-3776. And also, how do you feel about Mario Cristobal right now? I've got to say, this entire Mario Cristobal experience has been wildly, wildly underwhelming for me, including now trying to accuse the media of forcing commits to back out of their commitment to Miami. Brother, it has nothing to do with media and everything to do with eight turnovers against Duke and an offense that is stuck in the mud. Not even stuck anymore. It has sank under the mud, and it is dead. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's Stone Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavica. We're live at I Think Financial in Boca on Free Shred Day on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Theo, I think we've won over the people at I Think Financial. We've gotten good positive reviews. Stone's being offered coffee and popcorn over here. I think this turned into a win uh, overall. Stone's just hooting and hollering over being offered popcorn at a credit institution, at a financial institution. I expect nothing less 
It took us about an hour and 55 minutes, but I think we they warmed up. finally yeah. warmed they up. They warmed up. Uh, they're always warmed up when Theo Dorsey steps in the doors at the Palm Beach Kennel Club at PBKC. What's going on at PBKC coming up, uh, Theo? That's right. It's a little chilly outside. It's always nice and toasty and warm at PBKC, your entertainment destination with No Limit Poker, table games, super simulcast, exceptional dining, and exciting events. It's another super week at PBKC with Friday night's $10 poker party, a perfect way for new players to experience tournament play, and it's free for new signups with a $1,000 guarantee, great food and drink specials. And, of course, this Sunday, ESPN 106.3, including me, will be broadcasting live from the PBKC Sports Card Show from 10 to 11. The PBKC Sports Card Show is South Florida's premier sports card and memorabilia show featuring signed icon and more than 60 vendors with sports memorabilia to buy, sell, and trade, and much more. The card show goes from 10 to 3, admission-free, parking-free, all of that. Just a great time. For more information at PBK, pbkennelclub.com or follow PBKC on social media. And a reminder that the best fantasy is Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Use the Underdog Fantasy app. You've got a ton of games on tap tonight, NBA. You've got Monday Night Football. There are five different fantasy games off of Monday Night Football on Underdog Fantasy. How do I know? Because I counted them. Play high, low, little head-to-head. That's what I like about Underdog Fantasy. Every night, several games you can play. Win yourself some money. Promo code West Palm. Get your uh, deposit doubled up to $100 at Underdog Fantasy and Underdog Fantasy. Dot com. Uh, first of all, Theo, congratulations. Your Houston Astros uh, win the American League again. They're headed to the World Series to H-Town. take on the Phillies. What's uh, new, baby? What's far, new? As, as far as watchability of this series is concerned, I am so all in. I can't wait for it. I cannot wait for this series. I, I don't need the Yankees in the World Series to tune in. I'm actually sort of relieved we're going to clearly get the two best teams in each league in the postseason into the World Series. This is going to be fun. I'm legitimately pumped for this. Yeah, man. We got it all right there with the Astros. And I love that we're now the, well, we've been the villains ever since the whole trash can scandal thing. But um, I, I love just being rooting for a team that everybody hates. It's nice to be on this side. Mm. But then it also means that a lot of people are going to have to put their pride aside and root for a Philadelphia team. Tough spot. <laughs> really tough spot. Really here. tough the spot. The Philly scumbags and the Houston cheaters. People like really Bryce just Harper, gonna... though, right? Of course they do. I love that Bryce Harper is the guy who put the Phillies into the World Series. Honestly. That's so badass. It, it absolutely was. What, what I saw from the crowd, and I think listening to Greeny this morning, they had a a thing the Philadelphia is the ho- probably the most winning baseball playoff. They were twenty-one and nine since they've been in the playoff. Nobody's ever done that since like nineteen oh three. So the Phillies is a tough place to go and win. Yeah. So I think my point here is, I couldn't care less about the Yankees, and I think it's <laughs> funny that they lost. Uh, we'll talk more about the Yankees. By the way, breaking news: St. Lucie Battery and Tire. The culture benching Matt Ryan. Going with Sam Ellinger. Quickly, Sam mm. Ellinger. Is he elite? Good, below average, or bad? Who is that? Former Texas quarterback. I know who it is. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's go I'm going to go with bad. Go bad. Yeah, bad. Bad across the board. Perfect. Yeah. Just like this show. All right. For Theo and Stone, I'm Ken. We'll be back. We'll be in studio tomorrow. Thanks to the silent assassin, Christian Cat. Bye-bye.